Ah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. So as we talked about on the last episode, y'all already know football is in the air. And joining me today, I have former Florida Gator and Tennessee Titan, OJ Small. What's going on, OJ? Thanks for joining us on the show today. Oh, man, it's all good, man. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get right to it. You know, as I said, football's in the air and obviously you've been through this thing on every level from Pee Wee to the NFL. And then you coach for a number of years on the high school level. Tell me when when this time of year starts coming around and training camps are starting up and two days in high school and all that. What, does it get your juices flowing? Do you miss any of it? What does it make you think about? <laughs> Definitely, man. Um, this time uh, always got your juices flowing, you know, um, as, as far as a player, for sure. You know, I'm looking forward to a season, um, trying to achieve goals, trying to go out there. Just, you know, hey, primetime football, you know, playing at, in, in a swamp in the SEC back then um, as, 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 a, as a coach. Uh, a whole different level, you know, getting the kids ready, trying to make sure their uh, energy is flowing as well, man. Uh, make sure we have a sharp season. Um, get after it, compete, have fun with it. You know, I say, you know, I always told them this last chance of really playing just a game that you love that, you know, it just is it's, it's free to go out there and just do what you want, you know, just have fun with it. <laughs> right, right. And what do you remember most from being a player about this time of year? What what sticks out to you from, from your time playing the game around this time? <sighs> Let me see. Uh... This time, like I say, just being around my teammates, man, um, doing extra, extra things on, on my own, um, getting with the quarterbacks or whatnot on the offseason. Like I say, you know, leadership led at that level um, during the summers or whatnot. Um, and I say, just just getting ready. Like I say, I played early in my career. I was blessed to play early. And like I say, just this getting getting your body in shape, transitioning your mm-hmm. body as well. That's that season. I, I remember, you know, uh, just try trying to make sure you're in the tip top shape. They say in the swamp, it got 108 degrees down there some days. You know, every mm-hmm. game is feel like it's below 100, above 100 rather. And just yeah, just just getting ready to go out there and compete, man. Play some great football. So when you were at Florida, you play for your old ball coach Steve Spurrier, or did yeah. you just miss him? Uh, no, nah, I, I played his there for my red shirt year, and my red shirt freshman year. So yeah, okay, so I, I got two years to be up on his coaching. So what was it like playing in the fun and gun? I, I would assume that being a wide receiver in that system is, is a dream come true. What was it like playing under him? Oh, man. Um, he's an offensive genius, I always say, man. Um, he was able to draw plays up in the dirt sometimes. He he, he can adjust <laughs> to any defense. Like, no, for real. Okay. <laughs> I see him do this. I'm like, yeah, it works. Um, but uh, just, you know, playing up under him, he, he taught a mindset, uh, especially with the quarterbacks, man. And I played with some – some trigger happy uh quarterbacks <laughs> back then, you know. Um, uh-huh. it, it, it was fun up on the Spurrier, man. Like, I, you know, I was with Rex Grossman when Spurrier. That, was I thought so. Yeah, uh, but he yeah, was letting to go. Yeah, with Jess Palmer, yeah, it, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. So I remember those times. But he 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 didn't mind to let to try the tightest spot. He he's gonna throw. He he's a gunslinger. So <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I just remember keeping- you know. You're playing up in that system. It's definitely fun. You had receivers running wide open all the time. Okay. You you uh still keep in touch with any of those guys from your gator days? Yeah, I still keep in contact with quite a few of them, man. Um, for sure, for sure. And just uh here. Yeah, I talk, I still talk to them. <laughs> That's good stuff. So tell me, what was your first um uh I don't know, what was your first camp like going from 
obviously high school and then to, you know, the big time, the SEC, which we know is is, is a pressure cooker when it comes to football. Um, you know, they invest in it heavily. They believe in it. It's life down here. Um, and just for my listeners and my viewers, if you're not from the South, I don't think you truly understand. Like you hear the whole it just means more. And y'all know I'm not an SEC guy. I'm not from here, but it really does just mean more down here. It's crazy. So, yeah, uh, OJ, tell, tell me, what, what was your first camp like uh, at Florida? Going from high school to college, um, it's a big adjustment for me, man. Honestly, I would say uh, going from playing quarterback. So I went from going playing okay. quarterback to playing receiver. Uh, um, actually, I, I, I caught on pretty fast. I remember working out with my brothers, my older brothers, uh, before I reported in and just doing stuff over the years with them, but especially before I reported in at Florida. Um, doing different drills, wide receiver drills and things of that nature. Um, it, it was different. Like I say, playing an entire different role. Mm -hmm. But my first time, say, running the route and a ball coming, they say it's just how fast it got up on you. Yeah, yeah. I would say it, 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 the, the speed of the game. Uh -huh. Speed of the game. You know, my first – I remember the first scrimmage we had against the defense at that level. I'm like, yeah, it was just – it was just you, you could see a big difference from high school to mm -hmm. college. Especially in a different role. <laughs> okay. Were you recruited to play quarterback at any other schools? Yes, I was. I, I was recruited um, to play at Iowa, uh, Georgia Tech, Georgia oh, wow. Southern. Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, I, I had some decent decent schools that, that recruited me back then, man. Um, uh, Syracuse, I actually committed to Syracuse at first. and wow. But they, they had a running back there at the time. I want to say D. Brown, I want to say his name was. Uh, but he played running back and quarterback. Mm -hmm. So they was going to bring me there to play, you know, receiver and have packages as a quarterback as well. But, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I did have some some schools recruit me at, at quarterback. I, yeah, it was, I tell kids all the time, I got kids, uh, schools, you know, recruited me as safety and linebacker. I'm like, they never saw me wow. playing down to that. I'm like, okay, wow. but, you know, that's how it was. Recruiting was back then. So okay. they just saw something in the athlete and, yeah. What made you choose Florida? <laughs> Close home, to home? Right, 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 right. right around the corner. Yeah. Playing in a swamp. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, my situation is different. I tell people all the time. I wasn't. I didn't grow up a fan of anybody per se. I I grew up a, a, a just a fan of players. Okay. Um, you know, I say my oldest brother played at Ole Miss. My middle brother played at Georgia. Oh wow! So it's like you know, we always just act football that. family. It's, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah. So we're SEC family. I got my my, my youngest nephew uh, play uh, plays running back right now for University of Tennessee. So. Oh wow! Okay, SEC family. So yeah, <laughs> I hear you. we we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Don't worry about. It. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> All right. So obviously, um, you 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 had a, a good career at Florida because if you didn't, you wouldn't have had an opportunity at the NFL. Um, so then you moved on. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Tell me what that was like. Oh, that right. That was uh. That was a great experience, man. Like I said, to live out your dream, I get the opportunity to experience your dream. I, I wasn't there for long or whatnot, mm -hmm. but um, I, I was able to be there for two camps. So played a full year or whatnot. Um, different experience, man. It was just like um, I saw some hella fat talent. Then I, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. I, and I saw some like, okay, this this guy made it. Okay, you know, it's like <laughs> you, know, you, you have those experiences, like for real, for real. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, just like I say, from college to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Once again, it, I saw a, a change in speed of the game. You saw mm -hmm. young, uh, you, you saw some grown men out there, um, people who smart, football savvy. I mm -hmm. said they're professionals for a reason, you know. Yeah. 
But just to experience it, man, I remember the first time running out the tunnel, you know, uh, for a preseason game there, man, it's just crazy. It's just crazy just um, getting having that experience or whatnot. Um, yeah, I got a chance to play with Stephen there, Billy Bull, uh, wow. this young, quite, quite a few players up there, you know, Pac-Man mm-hmm. Jones. Um, yeah, it's just nice meeting those guys, getting experience mm-hmm. set right there. At, at that age, for sure, you know, it's a blessing. I say, you know, just a, the, the short stint I did have, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. So you've mentioned speed of the game a few times here. So for those of us, again, who haven't played myself, and I'm sure the vast majority of my listeners and viewers, tell us exactly what that means when you say speed of the game. How can you explain that to someone that would that's never put the cleats on and doesn't have an idea what that means? uh let let me see if you could break it down the more Mm -hmm. you understand something you know the better uh, the faster you can be able to do it Mm -hmm. you know from high school Mm -hmm. i i always try to keep things simple because to teach a kid to play at at full speed is hard you know that that means there it's coming natural you're not thinking about it the the more Mm -hmm. you think about it the slower you're going so Mm -hmm. every level if you have stuff that just happened naturally and, and you got the best talent the biggest or the fastest speed the biggest size the strength all that right there and you know they're moving or anticipating once you get so far they're anticipating and reading the the keys and all the small details to see hey i know that this is that you know what i'm saying you know what the defender is doing or what the offensive person doing like if a linebacker gotta read the keys of an old lineman where they have their hand down or they 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 got weight on their hand whatever it be or what Whatever the little keys that you got to look at, mm-hmm. you know, whether the receiver's saying, you know, what the linebacker's dropping or what the safety's moving, is like people are moving. You can't, and you got to respond. There's a lot of responses, you know, responding within a single play. So it gets very complicated like that because you're reading on a run, but it got to come naturally and you got to move, do it on the go. You don't got no time to think about it. <laughs> right. So it's it's learning the game and being able to combine that with the physical aspect to where it happens instinctively. Am I yes. getting that right? Yes, definitely. Okay. There you go. Awesome. All <laughs> right. So um, after your time in the NFL and um, you you came back home to Florida, you became a high school coach. That's where we first met. I covered some of your games. I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, always gracious to me afterwards on the field. Um, that was cool. I definitely appreciate it. Um, Tell me, what was your philosophy as a coach? You're an offensive guy. You're a defensive guy. I know you're a wide receiver, but what was your philosophy as a head coach? Um, I, I was an offensive guy for sure, man. Um, just I, I taught mentality to the kids and the, the attitude and, and try to teach them what passion was. You know, um, I say we started off when we first started off, we, we wasn't necessarily the, the most athletic and the fastest, our biggest you know, so I always taught the hard work. So we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna preach hard work. We're gonna preach consistency, and yeah, just going full speed all the time. Just you know, being able to understand, teaching them the actual game, teaching them the fundamentals, things of that nature, man. Uh, and we play with energy and whatnot. Um, so just to get the kids to buy in, um, as a head coach was a challenge. You know, just especially being young and taking over. But once they start, you know, that first couple of years, it. The ones that stuck around, they took some beatings, but they 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 realized they start working, they started getting after it, man, and they bought into what the coaches was was preaching, and we, we was able to have that success, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you have any uh, coaches that you modeled yourself after, you know, stylistically or or uh, schematically? 
Um, I, I, I brought a spurious system to it. I just had to dumb it down name-wise. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was spurious system. Okay. Um, you know, playing up on a uh, fedora and, and you, okay. know, um, you know, just, just over time, I say, you know, I love how Jeff Fisher was just experience, you know, to play for a coach who actually played the game. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could sense that, and you could sense that they know when to push versus when they know when to pull up type situations. Okay. Um, I tried to always stay in tune. I, I always got that from Jeff. I loved that about him, man. Um, I would say just going to different clinics. You know, just the, the you know the, the organization, the, the way Nick Saban runs his program or whatnot. You know, everything you want to model some take some things from there. Got a chance to go out there visit him and. Uh, his campus uh, a couple of times, man, just, it's, you know, just take a little bit from everybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. And just, I try to make it mine and teach an attitude with the kids. You know, I'm not going to simply say it's just one coach per se. Nah, this is what I've experienced. This is how I, 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 I you know, what I saw, uh, how I, how I, you know, was coach. And this is what these coaches do, you know, put me in those type situations. And that's, that's pretty much what, you know, yeah. I work well with my coaching staff. <laughs> okay. So I, I've listened to a lot of players talk about the game of football, whether former college, former pro. Um, I've listened to a lot of coaches uh, today. As a matter of fact, I just listened to a podcast and Marvin Lewis was talking. Um, so with that, I've heard differing perspectives and tell me what you think. I've heard some say the game of football is extremely complex, especially in the modern era at the highest level, which is the NFL. I've also heard that the game of football is very simple, right? Tackling, tackling, blocking. If you maintain the fundamentals, you will have success. And so when I look at it, a lot of times I see a lot of crazy stuff going on. And yeah, it's exciting for the fans and all that. But for me personally, and probably because I came up in an earlier era, I have a very simple philosophy that I've, when I talk football on this podcast, I say over and over again, run the ball, stop the run. To me, it seems that simple. You can have a great deal of success in the game of football if you can do those two things. Now, I know you're a receiver coach, but <laughs> tell me, what, what do you think of that? I feel like those are some basic football tenets that allow you to be successful. Run the ball, stop the run. Where are you on that? I mean, you definitely got to be able to stop the run. You got to be able to stop the run. Um, at the end of the day, you know, to make a pass to a receiver, they could drop it or be a bad throw or whatever it be. But if, if, the game is one in the trenches, I would say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's so like I say, you got to be able to run the ball, you got to be able to stop the run. But if because it it don't it doesn't have to be a high scoring game mm-hmm. in order to win. But right. if you can control the ball, uh, clock, um, hell, you know, you can win 2-0, 3-0, however it may be, mm-hmm. you know, you know, as long as it's, you know, it just controlling the trenches at the end of the day. Now, you say, you know, one is going to always open up the other. I, I played it. I coached it. You know, one is going to open up the other. So, tomato, mm-hmm. tomato, you know. Um, <laughs> right. End of the day, hey, uh, big time game, you got to, you know, wear the other team down. You want to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you say, because, like I say, keep that, to keep that clock rolling, um to you know, get that defense tired and just keep smash my football. Mm-hmm. It's, it's games like that. Like I said, I'm a, and I'm a passing person. We, we probably pass sixty percent of the time. Okay, <laughs> you know, you know. So um, it, it just, but when, it was some games that we had to do run heavy as well. That that was what was working for us. So 
take what the defense give you. At right. the end of the day, and, you right. know, you know they're gonna be they're gonna be wrong either or. You got to put them in bad positions. So right, you know, yeah. So do you believe that you can still win big being run heavy? And I bring that up because on the pro level, you see teams like uh, the 49ers who they have a, a complicate a complex run game and an outstanding scheme. Coach Mike, um, uh, not Mike Shanahan, sorry, um, Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, they run it a lot down your throat if you let them um they don't throw it that much they haven't for a while had elite quarterback play you look at the uh the Colts with Jonathan Taylor using him as a workhorse you look at your Titans Derrick Henry um when when the Seahawks won the championship in 2014 2013 but when the Seahawks won the championship they won it not on Russell Wilson's arm or Marshawn Lynch's legs right so I, I look at it and I say I'm not sure why people are acting like this is such a difficult concept if you can pound the rock, that even makes it easier on your quarterback and you don't necessarily have to have an elite quarterback. Now, having an elite quarterback is obviously a wonderful thing. Yes. <laughs> yes but helps. if you could run it, you know, Baltimore um, on, on the on the collegiate side, even you look at Alabama with all these explosive receivers. But when you get down to it, Saban want to punch you in the face and, and run that ball down your throat. Uh, the last year's national champions, Georgia, um, Ohio State, all that wide receiver talent, but they can always run the ball. So, you know, I'm just, I know it's not sexy and I know it's not exciting, but to me it seems to work. And I'm wondering why so many offensive coaches are are trying to reinvent the wheel instead of doing what wins. (laughs) Well, everybody's system is different. They're not necessarily reinventing the wheel. Like I said, if you have that, that, you know, that type of quarterback who could run you, I mean, lead you all the way down the field because he's an elite quarterback, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it gives you that bonus. Um, mm-hmm. But to have those workhorses, like I say, you know, you never can downplay, like I say, the run game. You got, you know, if you establish that, that ground, like I said, that's a trenches. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing like getting, getting, you know, the ball ran down your throat like that. Each and every play, uh, have that well, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And you have a quarterback, like I say, he doesn't have to be, the, you know, the, the elite level, at the, you know, per se, but right. he could just manage a game. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you should be able to coach that team. The coach is doing a good job by, by putting them in. It's the coach's job to put the players in the best position. Mm-hmm. So if that's by having that quarterback, you know, manage the game and, you know, hit, have dinks in there, whatever it may be, you take your chances when, the, you know, it, it says it's time to take a chance, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, the run game is where it's at. They like say – uh you know, so so for sure, if you can run the ball, run the ball by all means, and and you can pop them here or there and catch them mm-hmm. off guard because, like I say, San Fran, you know, they had Debo Samuel, he yeah. was a beast with the ball in his hand. Yes. You know, so yeah, you have playmakers that can help open up the run, and that run gonna help open up the playmakers because they got to yes. respect the run game. So mm-hmm. it works hand in hand. With, you know, just like I say, from playing both positions from. But also being at the coach on the coaching side of it and playing side of it, yeah, you know, as a receiver, we had that running the whole thing. Yeah, it's not the fun, but sometimes it is. Like, you know, I, I was a good blocker, you know. So, right. okay. <laughs> but at the same time, I like the ball. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, yeah, you know, it just, it, yeah. As a okay. coach, you want to be able to control that clock. You know, you want to be able to uh, make the defense tired, get get them mm-hmm. gas, get them win, get them making that. They, you know, biting up. So as soon as they bite up, now you're over the top, right? You know? so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It works together, man. It works yeah. together. I mean, I, I, I love it. Again, and you can tell I'm kind of old school in my football views. I mean, <laughs> I, I watched I watched Wisconsin maybe last year, year before they're playing a the game. Can't remember against who. And they literally ran the ball 22 straight times. And I'm like, ooh. 
but, and I love it. You know? And when the coach was calling the play, I'm sure he was like, we're going to keep, you know, he yeah, right. with some pride, you know, because yes. he can do it and the defense can't do nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> yes, right. if, if it's working like that, there it is. Why? Well, it's, it's, football is simple. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep it simple. We're going to do what works. all right so so let's let's go ahead and talk about something that'll really get you going what are your thoughts on the wide receiver position today especially in college in the nfl and the reason i bring that up is you're seeing wide receivers walking out of college walking into the nfl and having immediate high level success you're justin jefferson's you're obviously jamar chases you know other guys um i'm sure we'll see uh garrett wilson from ohio state with the jets this year if, if they have any sort of competent offense, he's going to get busy. You're going to see Olave down in New Orleans. I mean, these guys, the higher-end receivers, are walking into the NFL more than ever before and getting busy. What do you attribute that to? And what are your thoughts <laughs> on these wide receivers? Nah, I mean, it just uh, it's a different era. Um, like I say these kids, man, or these young men, mm-hmm. um, the way they train, the things that they've been able to grow up with, you know, with all the seven on sevens, mm. the extra work that they get, and for the ones who had the mindset to really put forth that effort they need to put forth, you know, it shows. That's that's hard work. Hard work paying off. Mm. In the end of the day, you know, so like this is a goal, a dream for all these, you know, people playing playing a game, and you know, to have a freakish talent with the right mindset and the right drive. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, those are it's elite. They're elite. That's why you say they was they were high picks. It was high high draft mm-hmm. picks for a reason. You know they're elite, and 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 you know, um, yeah, these kids. I mean, these, these young men, rather, they out there with the mindset. Like you say, it's a it's a it's it's such a different mindset at that level. On how mm-hmm. how people, you know, I'm not gonna say all, but for the majority, how they they train out to like I say, this is how they feed their families. This is a, this is a you know these are dreams coming true. You you getting paid to do something that you love, so it's like they they, they the the elite athletes in in the world basically, you know. So mm-hmm. and to have that type of athleticism and that that drive and the mindset and a lot of of the same mindsets around you, all you gonna do is push you, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Hey, and and those the ones who take advantage of it, like you say, that's why they get paid for it. Right. So <laughs> let me ask you this: you and I are roughly about the same generation. Um. What do you think you, you mentioned the training and the stuff that what is so different that they're doing now um, that's that's making them come in more ready? Are there are there new drills that people have invented? Are there new training methods? Obviously, there's scientific advances in training and yeah. rest and nutrition and sports science and all that. But what's so different from when you were coming up and coming into the league than these players are doing now? The amount of camps, mm-hmm. um, the amount of seven on sevens. OK. Um, the parents with the means to do, you know, get the private trainers and put mm. that money, invest the money. That's a different mindset where, you know, my parent generation versus these the new kids are the younger. These young men now parents, you know, it's a way different generation mm. who's raising those kids. And, you know, to, to, to do, you know, to have private workouts or, you know, extra stuff, you know, on top of what they're doing at their schools and on their own or whatever it may be. It's like, yeah, they, 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 they repetition experience, you know, and for the ones who actually have the right mindset and they buy in at a younger age, mm-hmm. those are the ones who blossom faster. 
<laughs> you know, so and and having a parent who's going to be or who, who's in position to to support you like that, you know, that's a blessing right there. It's a blessing by all means. It's just just a different age, man. Different age. Like, so you got so, social media. You got different mm-hmm. ways to look up different drills. Mm-hmm. Um, it's according to how hungry that person is. Mm-hmm. And to look on YouTube, uh, go to somebody, follow somebody on, on, on some type of uh, social media platform. You know, yeah, it's it's there. You can see it. So now somebody got the right mindset and they get a hold of of that knowledge. Yeah. I I hope they do excel and push, put themselves, uh, you know, ahead of eight ball per se. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, So here's a question. This is something I've always thought about. You are seeing quarterbacks and receivers today put up numbers that are like no numbers that we've ever seen in, in previous generations of the game of football. How much of that is the skills, the, the training that you just mentioned and, and talked to us about, and how much of that is the rules? Being you can't hit quarterbacks like you used to. You can't hit receivers like you used to. Now they have the defenseless receiver rule, which, listen, yeah. I know you love that as a receiver. <laughs> I'm looking at it like, are you supposed to let him catch it and start running before you try to hit him? Like, and you can't that, hit him to dislodge the ball anymore. I'm a Ravens fan. So I yeah. used to love watching Ray Lewis come across yeah. and take take souls. You know what I mean? And, and that that plays a big part in it, man. It's a different okay. game. It's, yeah. Like I said, it's a different era. It's a different mm-hmm. era. We got to set that for, you know, the, the, the way the game is played, the way it's mm-hmm. coached, where the kids are brought up, uh, what what the kids are able to put in their body and look up. It's just a different age. Um, I say, yeah, that, 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 means, that means a lot to receive them mentally, knowing that they're going across the, the middle and someone mm-hmm. can't just, just run through them. Now, if they just being, they don't care about getting a flag, yeah, you know, that, that will happen. But nowadays, it, the head don't be it doesn't have to be as much on a swivel as it did a long time ago. Although mm-hmm. it's naturally going to happen, mm-hmm. but is they know the receiver's going to know, and you know, like say even even seven on seven, you know, uh, it gives that false and, and you know it, that false sense of football because they, you know as, as far as not being hit, you right. know, you know, so. Um, yeah, but the quarterbacks, they say that's a whole nother thing right there. You know, it's a, it's a different game. It's mm-hmm. a different game, I will say. But, mm-hmm. hey, we got to set it for what it is. Because right. It's going to continue to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know you had your time, but you ever look at the game now and wish like, man, I, I wish I could be playing now. I'd, I'd be killing the way the game is now. <laughs> you ever think about that? No, nah, I don't. Not at this age, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, maybe when I was uh, younger, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, um, but no, nah, it just it's, it's it's a different game. I like say knowing what I know now, of mm-hmm. course, I know what I knew some years ago before I gave it up. You know, of course, but you know that's life. You know, yeah. um, I enjoyed it. My time came. I, I took the, uh, made the most of it. I enjoyed it while it lasts. Um, I was able, you know, to live out my dream for a little bit. I to experience it. I, I was able, to, you know, the coach, you know, some young men. You know, mm-hmm. who's at who's at the, the next, next chapters in their lives as well. You know, it's just. Yeah, everything's meant to be, man. Um, but yeah, it just, I love, I watch football. I don't follow it, it as much as I used to, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's something that opened up plenty of doors for me. And, you know, it also showed me another side of life. Nice. Okay, so let's take it back to college football a little bit. Um, big story now in college football, obviously. Two things, NIL and the transfer portal. Um, NIL's name, image, and likeness. 
it, for those of you who for those who don't know that allows players to now be compensated for use of their name image and likeness but that's kind of gone off the rails basically you know teams are pretty much just buying players now so what are your thoughts on nil and again do you wish that uh you'd come up in this era so you could get compensated and tell us coach you you ever got any hundred dollar handshakes during your recruiting (laughs) days or while you were playing Nah, what are you talking about? I was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we, we hear all the stories, especially about the SEC now. Come on. Hey, it's, all, it's all stories, man. Don't believe now you hear on only half of what you see, all right? <laughs> but uh okay. yeah, for okay. sure. I would have loved to be in this era back when I was playing, man, with the NIL uh-huh. for sure, man. Especially with the mindset, of, you know, and then and, and just like your backing. That's that's a scary thing, man. I hope they teach your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as receiving the, those money, you know, that type of money on how to manage it mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, like it's a different age, different era. You know, um, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it should have happened, you right. know, for sure. I, you know, I always knew it was going to happen eventually, but how they do it, like you say, you know, that just figuring out the right way, what is the right way, you mm-hmm. know, to do it, you know, because everybody goes. Every conference is going to sit at a disadvantage. Everybody, you know, every level. is different levels everything. And But, like I say, my biggest thing for the kids, man, like I say, for the ones who are blessed to get those NIL deals, just, just make sure they're smart with it and hope they, they and, you know, and enlighten the kids, you know, the young men, rather, mm-hmm. you know, on, on, on the responsibility of it. It just, where where is that going to lead to? Because, like I say, because uh, some of them are going to make some big money in college. Yes, and the, everybody's not going to make it to the NFL, you know. Right. So for, for them to understand how uh, that, you know, life ain't going to be always that grand that, or that easy or, you know, not saying it was easy to get it like then. But, yeah, it just, you know, it's a whole bunch of shenanigans that it is going to open up. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's going to change. It's going to continue to grow. <laughs> right, right. So it's, it's just so funny that, you know, this is such a big deal when we know, that most of the big time programs, you know, been doing this under the table anyway. And, you know, you hear yeah. a lot of guys in the pros, they talk about, they may not be naming names of particular schools, but they, they talk about it. And yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. And I, I am anxious to see where it goes and how it all ends up, because I think it was like written into the rules that you're not supposed to be able to use NIL to re- induce a recruit to come to your school or induce them into the transfer portal, but we know we know that's happening. They they straight buying dudes up. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> right, I'm sure you wouldn't. Yeah, we'll be shocked. So yeah, right. so, yeah that's a whole nother thing. Transfer portal, man. That's it. Just that's that's changed the game for real. For real. it really uh, has the game, man. Just uh, you know, uh, this past year. They say, uh, talking to some of the coaches who came in recruiting just over the phone. Um, some schools not even recruiting high school kids. They just signing like, everybody out, you know, out of you know, mm-hmm. the transfer portal. But you know, it's not always good for every kid because it's a lot of kids getting stuck in it. You know, yeah. So it's it's, it's a it's changing the game, good and bad. It's just it's just shifting everything. It's a new era. Um, a new time, and they say just you know for the for the for for high school kids, you know a lot of them are getting looked over because of it, you know. So mm. it's, it's eliminating opportunities for the high school kids for sure. So, but yeah, yeah, I, n- I never looked at it from that side of it. I always looked at it like uh, my first thought on it was 
you know, a coach can recruit a kid. Hey, I'm sitting in the living room. I'm, I'm going to be there for, for your son, you know, sir and ma'am. And, you know, I'm going to take care of them. And then by the time the season starts, they got a better job somewhere else. They out. Yeah. And now that kid doesn't know if his spot's going to be secure on that roster. The new coach and the new regime may bring in somebody that fits their system better. And now they out in the cold. So I definitely looked at it like the transfer portal can be a good thing. But at the same yeah. time, it's like you always hear how football is a game that teaches young men how to deal with adversity. It mm-hmm. teaches them how to compete. It teaches them how to fight through tough situations. But then you wonder, OK, um, I got benched or I didn't win the spot. So I'm just going to transfer. It's like, ah. Uh, Are you learning how to fight through adversity? Are you learning how to compete? Or are you just running when it gets tough? So I I can see both sides of the transfer portal. It's It's definitely, I'm saying, it's definitely, it's two sides to that right there, man. Like I say, uh, I always told the kids don't go to a school because of a coach. Like I say, you know, coaches move, you know. Mm. Um, They get hired uh, promotions, they get fired sometimes, you know. Mm. So, you know, don't go to that school because of a coach. But, you know, like I say, that transfer portal opened up for, for those kids who do, like you say, uh, I'm not starting, I'm not playing as fast as I should be playing. Because at the end of the day, it's not the coach per se. You know, they may have recruited them, or but a lot of the coaches who recruit you don't even coach your position, anyways. Mm. So, you know, uh, but if it is your position, coach, at the end of the day, is, is you know, for the kids, you made a comment. I'm like, say, as far as you know, today's kid, where they look at it as all right, that's a chance. Let me, let me, let me run away or let me step up and fight through and earn this spot. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, you know, back in the day, we didn't have it. You know, yeah, you still had transferring going on, but it wasn't as open. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it didn't encourage kids to transfer. Now the transfer portal encourages, you know, because some people go in, some people come out, you know. But, you know, every recruit was different coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. know, so the, the elite ones, yeah, they, they, yeah, they may, you know, come out with, with ease. Some of them have to sit. Some of them wasn't as, as highly recruited as they thought when they transferred in, and then they, they get stuck. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so it's just a risk, man. But I think it opens up to that 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 more so, hey, um, you know, each situation will be different. But like I say, right. I think it does give that out for the kid who's not playing as fast as they hope, you know, or hey, the coach on like it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> just just right. fight through it. Right. Fight through the adversity. Got you. So um, I, I know you're an SEC guy, but let me ask you real quick um, about Ohio State. And again, I'm, I'm going to your wheelhouse here. How do they keep getting these ridiculous wide receiver rooms? I mean, <laughs> it, it's like every year they're getting, you know, the top two or three prospects at that position. Now they got Julian Fleming. You got Jackson Smith and Jigbo just set the Rose Bowl receiving record coming back. You got Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, they have a bunch of freaks <laughs> at that <laughs> X and that Y, like, and in that slot, they are out there doing it. And what do you think about them? And what do you think of, um, oh man, I, uh, Brian Hartline is a receiver coach. Oh man, you gonna say, uh, put him on that spot, huh? I'm about to say, uh, <laughs> I'm about to say, nah, just, you know, the ones who before you set a bar and that right there helps with recruiting itself. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, certain positions, each school may, you know, one, one school may be known for the DBs, one school mm-hmm. may be known for the linebackers, whatever it may be. And like, you know, Ohio state is one of those rooms, you know, that's known for the receiver room, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Alabama is one of those rooms. So it's more, so when you get there, that bar is so high. And like I said, you're in a room of like-minded individuals. 
Mm. And like I say, once you use it, use competition as a good thing to make yourself get, get yourself better, push each other, help each other get better. And that's what they do. Iron sharpens iron. And mm. you're able to play with them. You, that, that mentality rubs off. That work ethic rubs off. Like I say, you mm. have good cancer and bad cancer. Hey, that's, that's, that's one of those good cancers that you want. But people are going to come in and, and they're going to put in the work and put in the time and have an attitude and a certain swag about themselves. Hey, this, this room, you know, yeah, that's what that's what happens when you go to those type of schools, man, for the, that position. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me ask you this. You're seeing tight ends now in the modern game playing more and more like wide receivers, just like big wideouts. Um, obviously, it started with a guy like Shannon Sharp, but it's uh, it's just continued to evolve that position. W- how do you think the, these tight ends at this size, uh, where are they getting the skill set? <laughs> to be able to play almost like wide receivers in bigger bodies. What do you think of that? And how do you think it's happening? Oh man. Uh, you know, that, that I'm a receiver, I'm a receiver mentality, but you know, like I said, they just got big. Um, some of them embrace it. Some of them have that, that, that goal. Someone was put, put there, you know, as far as body coaching or whatnot. Uh, I know around my time we had the Ben Troop, the Kelly Winslow's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. those type of players that when it's really Jeremy Shock, all, all those guys start evolving Gates. the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Antonio Gates, all, you know, so you start seeing the evolution, I think, you know, back then, cause that's around my time. And you just saw that shift. And like you say, once you get to these levels, these, these colleges, these some of the fastest athletes nowadays, some of the mm-hmm. tallest, most, some of the most strongest, uh, some of the most athletic. And you just, like I say, yeah, yeah, somebody a receiver skill set, and but they, they're big enough and strong enough to play that tight end role, and you know, yeah, they, they people are embracing it because it's 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 becoming a cool position, <laughs> you know. Hey, that's that's you know that it's a cool position, you know. Like, I can you can flex me out, I can run a fade on somebody for real, you know. That's what you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, you know those tight ends want that, you know. Yeah, so. Got you. Um, what are some of the big the big storylines that you're looking forward to seeing in the NFL this season? And what teams do you watch? I, I'll assume you still watch the Titans when you're watching the NFL. But um, what what other teams do you do you watch and, and pay attention to? And what are you looking to see this season? Oh man, um, I, I watch Tampa Bay. I watch the Jaguars, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Uh, just watch. I watch my home team game. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as Miami Dolphins. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, I definitely watch uh the Bengals. I like I like the Bengals out there, man. Um. Yeah. I just follow the game, man. Like I said, I just okay. follow the game, and I look. I like to you know watch the the the, the competition and the guys flying around, man. Like I say, just just competing and you know a good game. That's all I ask for, you know. Like I say, just playing it, just coaching it, just sit back and watch a good game. I don't like to see blowouts. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's more so I want to see back and forth type, yeah, you know, because it just brings something to me while, while watching it. Mm-hmm. So, fan is short for fanatic. I'm I'm a football fan, and I know some some of these games I'm watching, and it it's it's got my blood boiling. It's got me jumping around and screaming and yelling. And my wife is like, "Hey, what are you, you making all that noise?" And I'm excited, but for a guy like you. Who, who's been there literally been in the middle of it when you watch a game like say uh uh the divisional last year in the playoffs between uh kansas city and buffalo one of the best games i've ever seen yeah, in my was, life yeah. what does that do for you how excited do you get when you're watching a game like that <laughs> i might say man it is exciting to watch it i i, I can see 
the emotions and, uh, you know, the, the attitudes coming out. I can mm-hmm. see it. And I, I can remember those those feelings and whatnot. Um, makes me laugh sometimes that day. You know, I, yeah, I know that feeling right there, you know, mm. type situations, man. Um, but yeah, it just like I say, it's just fun to watch, you know. Um, yeah, to watch, you know, just just seeing the game, you know, in a slow, slow motion type, you know, while watching on TV, I've been able to watch like, ooh, look at this move, you know, just <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, just you know, I, yeah, yeah, you know, I used to Stop and record some things and send it to the, the players. With a check this out, you know, okay. you know, just little things, you know, yeah, just it's the little things, man. Um, mm-hmm. but more so, it's fun to watch the attitudes and it, 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 it's the swag come out because mm-hmm. you can see it, you know, you feel it, you know, uh, yeah, okay. Um, real quick, how are you feeling about Billy Napier and your Gators, and, and what do you think about the future with him as the head coach? Oh man, I like what he's doing, man. He's got to just get the kids to buy in. Um, he's gonna let the kids know. I see he had to, you know, just for some kids as well. They they gotta buy into him at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, they gonna get talent. The kids, you know, just humbling themselves, giving this guy a chance. Um, he he had some good recruits, but he also had a lot of good, you know, walk-ons, uh, preferred walk-ons as well. Mm-hmm. So I think he's gonna bring that competitive edge as well. Mm-hmm. You know, go earn this. Mm-hmm. versus all right yeah like you say we talked about people just transferring because they don't get that chance no, go compete yeah. and earn it yeah. you know and, and bring in some 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 athletes who are hungry to earn that scholarship mm-hmm. you know hungry to get on the field hungry to get that opportunity and just push your the, the teammate push push the players to get better mm-hmm. you know he's gonna get it you know he's, he's gonna get it to come around you gotta give him some time yeah you know that's one thing you know yeah. um the Gators got to realize, you know, he he got to be able to implement his system and his mindset and and his, his uh, you know philosophies and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, he's really gonna have to put in that work on the recruiting trail because I tell you, yeah. the, those two guys down south, you got Mario Cristobal down at the U, and yeah. you got Gus Malzahn at UCF, and uh, those guys are really gonna be battling for uh, for for the recruits in in South yeah. Florida. And you know, Crystal Ball, he he's a cane, so he's gonna, he's gonna try to lock that thing down. Think about how much talent Miami lost over the years, letting all those guys from their own backyard yeah. get out and end up at Alabama and Georgia and Clemson and all these other schools. So I, I'm pretty sure that's one of his first priorities is locking that area back down. Yeah, I'm sure, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So he definitely gotta get that recruiting thing going, but mm-hmm. he'll be fine. Give him some time. Got you. So my last question before I let you get out of here is um Who's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now and why? <laughs> or not even who's the best. Who's your favorite guy to watch? Let's try that. I would say uh, I, I like watching the guy from uh, Cincinnati, man, Jamar Chase. Like, mm-hmm. so he just, he's exciting. He's fun. He makes mm-hmm. big plays. He made the heart. He made the tough catch. Um, he can do it from every angle, man. Like I said, I, I like his game right now. And I can see, you know, his mindset, his – I, I can see that that hunger, that dog come out when he's playing. You know, mm. he gets after it for, for sure. For sure, I'll say he's one of one of the most exciting receivers right mm-hmm. now. What separates him from his LSU teammate Justin Jefferson up in Minnesota? <laughs> I mean, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, he came he's in. He's making that plays for sure. Jefferson uh-huh. making plays. He, he's a beast with it for sure. For sure. Yes. Uh, yeah, both of them. Like I say, you know, LSU's receiver room. You know, he, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, I like Justin Jefferson for sure, man. But that Chase Chase is he's, he's more 
<laughs> Different animal. He's a walking playmaker, highlight machine, man. For real, for real. He, he gets it. Yeah, he definitely gets it. All right. Well, there it is. Hey, listen, uh, OJ, thank you so much for, for taking the time out to join the Format Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for lending your experience, your expertise. Love hearing it. Always love to, to talk to somebody who's who's been in there and, and been in the huddle and, and in the locker rooms that could really give us that type of perspective on it. I definitely appreciate that. And I was actually supposed to have your uh, your old high school teammate, Mike Jennings, on tonight. Um, he couldn't make it. He, his, his son had a, uh, a football camp tonight. Um, but we, we're going to do this again. We're going to get him on and, and we're all going to we're all going to have a good time. So I'm going to have my two professional wide receivers come on and, and, and talk with me. There it is. Appreciate you having me, man. I enjoyed it. All right, coach. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's it for this episode of Format Podcast. Awesome time talking with OJ Small. Um, but you know what time it is now. Uh, if you haven't already and you're on YouTube, go ahead, click that subscribe button in the lower right corner of your screen. Also, click that like if you enjoyed the content and uh, click that uh, notification bell so you know when new episodes come out. Um, also, uh, you know where to get me on social media if you're on there. Uh, email address, Instagram handle, and Twitter all at the bottom of the screen. They've been there the whole episode. So you want to reach out, tell me what you thought, uh, suggest any topics you want me to talk about. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me you love the show. All that's great. Just hit me up. All right. Um, if you want the audio only version of the show, here it is right here on your screen. And, uh, if you're just listening to the podcast version, then, you know, wherever you get your audio only podcast, you can, uh, definitely type in the format podcast. We should come right up. If your uh, platform allows it, please go ahead and leave us a comment. Also, leave us a comment on YouTube. And if you can, give us that five-star review. Helps us rise in the algorithm. Helps more people to find us. If you enjoyed the show, please don't keep it to yourself. Go ahead and uh, share it with other people who you know want to hear that good sports talk. All right? So uh, thanks so much. And I'm out. Peace.